Welcome to Heartfelt Awakening Radio. I am your host, Denny Van. I am so excited to be interviewing today our guest, Miss Landa Hernandez. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we have been on an interesting ride together. And I am so honored and grateful that we scheduled this time to have this chat. So darling, as you know, Heartfelt Awakening is all about transformation journeys to spirit and you have an amazing journey and actually we have so much uh, similar experiences so what I'd love for you to do is tell us who you are where you're at and what you're doing right now yeah my name is Landa and where I'm at wow that's that's that is the question I think I know um I've been on this journey for a really long time and people who know me know I'm a really huge Prince fan and I've done all things Prince. And it's been interesting because he's taught me all the things that I really needed to, as he said in his song, let's go crazy, get through this thing called life. And when he, when he died in 2016, it was, it was a very pivotal time in my life because my savior was dead and I was just like well what's he gonna say next how do I how do I proceed how do I go forward and I have a lot of friends that are in the personal development field and I took a trip to Peru and we did ayahuasca and that really just really turned my world upside down and just really was like a rocket to everything that I had been searching for all those years. And it, it basically is what brought me here. I love that you also experienced ayahuasca. Uh, I too have uh, taken the medicine and it has been mm, mind blowing. I mean, my mind is just blown away and there's like Literally. nothing left. Yeah, so, and you realize you know, there's got to be something more to what we see, what we hear, what we touch, what we smell, what we taste, right? Our five senses that reach out and bring back information. And a lot of times it's not accurate information. And this unseen force, if you will, I mean, some call it spirit, chi, life force, but science is starting to catch up. And, you know, with quantum physics, when you know, something happens, there's a stream of events that happen behind the scenes that we're not privy to. So I'd like to really hmm, dive in deep with this. <laughs> yeah, quantum physics. Wow. I, again, I, there was, there was a Prince song and he, there's a line and it's interesting because the song is called Compassion. And he says, thoughts become reality and it feels as time has stopped. And I'm just like, what is this guy talking about? He got really woo woo in his last years of, of living and listening to his, and his last tweet even was with him with his third eye open and his last band was even third eye girl. So that's what really caused me to dive deep into what is he talking about thoughts? And he would talk about frequencies and vibrations and I'm just like, what is he talking about? And as I said, when he died, I just felt so helpless and hopeless. Like, what is, you know, as I always waited for the next thing. And I was going through YouTube. I was going through a situation at a job 
And I going through YouTube and I stumbled upon Bootsy Greenwood in this book, Reality Transurfing. And it was like eight, it was a it was like an eight hour long, it was in a bunch of different segments. But when I started to reality, again, when Prince said thoughts become reality and it feels as times and now and I'm looking at this thing and it says real, it just clicked for me. Something in my spirit said, you need to watch this. This is that missing piece of the puzzle. Prince is not here on the planet anymore, but there's a puzzle here and there's the piece that you need to listen to. And I was just sucked into it. I would, I had, I would miss my train stops. I was just so intensely listening to it. And I eventually did buy the book and I highlighted. And that's what really put the connection to thoughts becoming reality and quantum and really understanding quantum physics. I always knew physics to be like E equals MC square or some type of mathematical thing and not really understanding the meaning of quantum as energy. Yeah, so as you said, all the puzzle pieces kind of came together. So there was this reconciliation, right? So let me ask you, so now that you understand that thoughts become reality, did you become aware of what kind of thoughts you were having and what kind of thoughts were you having? I, I started to, I really started to become more conscious and more aware of my thoughts. It took a, it took a while. This was back in 2016, I want to say. So it, it, it took a minute, but I, I now looking back, I realized all the thoughts that I had really created that reality that I thought I didn't want. I didn't understand that I was actually authoring the good and the bad that would happen in my life. So now when I get a certain thought, I know, oh, watch your thoughts. And I can rewrite the script and re, and I, I now you and I have been having these conversations now that we're in 5D, stuff is just instant, can think and boom, it's just, it's insane. It's just really insane. Yes, 5D meaning the fifth dimension. I love what you said about authoring. You used the word, so I'm I'm a professional linguist. I have been for 25 years and I catch people in what words they choose and why. And I love that you chose authoring because as a huge fan of Carl Jung, he talks about making the unconscious conscious. And when you're authoring your own scripts, you're making the unconscious conscious. So it it is a way of waking up from the dream, the dream of limitations, right? Okay, I'm limited. I can't do this because of this and therefore this. And all it is, is our thoughts making a self-fulfilling prophecy. And, you know, as the Bible says, when the word went out, it came back fulfilled. And science is catching up with that because that line in the Bible, when the word went out, comes back fulfilled, we're creating a closed circuit and we have to, any thoughts we send out, we're sending and receiving transmitters. Those thoughts we send out of judgment, of criticism, of all of those things. And then we wonder why we're being judged and criticized. So we are authoring our own experience. So what I want to ask you, darling, in the early days, you know, you said it's, it's getting better. It's, 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 it, there's movement there. There's awareness there. Tell me about that journey, how it's becoming more aware. Yeah. So as I started experiencing things and I started to rewire and, and 
I, I want to just touch on Carl Jung. Shadow work, which was Carl Jung's thing, that was very integral to my my the the turnover it was it's almost like an engine the engine just turned over for me and I ended up on the other side and I was just like it was like Alice in Wonderland I'm just like in a rabbit hole like what is this and um as I started doing the shadow work and started really confronting my subconscious and really understanding the story I read um the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz and he talks about the mitote. And for me, how I understand that, the mitote is that subconscious voice that says, you're not good enough. You really suck. You're really ugly. You're really not that cute. You're really not that smart. It's those voices, it's that subconscious in the back. And when I, I did do some hypnotherapy, I did some work with you as well. And when I understood where my how where my shadow came from how she was born and I learned how to integrate that into me that's when things I really started to become more aware of my thinking and my words and really taking ownership of that authoring of my life I love it and you use the word integrate this is powerful because when we're still asleep and wondering why all of these are things are happening to us, when you start to integrate, when these things come up, we have a tendency to push them down. And energetically, quantum physically, if you try to hold a beach ball underwater, yeah. what does it do? It pops up somewhere it else. Pops back up. So if we're pushing down what's trying to come up, it's going to pop up in our career, in our relationships, in our everywhere. choices, everywhere. And until it comes up and you embrace the process of integration, that's when you're really making the unconscious conscious. Because, you know, I have a part of me that I call my Chicago bitch, you know, because I grew up. <laughs> so this this energy will come up where before it's like, there I go, puking all over everyone, you know, this Chicago bitch girl. <laughs> and now I realize here she comes and now she has a purpose because she's been integrated. And this is quantum physics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Ooh, uh, we're so aligned. Uh, it, yeah, and when I learned, I'm from Brooklyn. And I have let people know, listen, man, don't F with me. I'm from Brooklyn. And there is, you're right. There is that time when Gangster Landa wants to come out. And there have been very inappropriate times that Gangster Landa has come out. And Gangster Landa caused a lot of problems. But when I understood where Gangster Landa came from and why she was birthed and why she was born and why, I'm going to cry, why she comes to my defense. I can hear say, you. Yeah, I can say, listen, Gangster Landa, um, I love you. Like, thank you so much for all the years that you protected me, that you had my back, that you didn't let anybody mess with me. I appreciate you. Thank you. But you don't have to do that anymore. Now she has a seat on the team and she knows yes. when to come in. Right. And there are times and then there will be times when I could be like, execute. You know, I can turn around and be like, now. And she's ready with her sword, like gang gang. <laughs> 
So, <laughs> and it, it's, it works so well now. As I remember, even as a child, I used to be like, I wish I had the words. I wish I knew what to say. I wish I wouldn't cry in front of this person. I wish I wouldn't want to. Now it's just like, <sighs> okay, this is the right time for Gangsta Landa to come out. She can, you can go do your thing now. And it, it, it works better <laughs> because again, like I love how you said that she's now a part of the team. She wasn't, the, she's not the shadow anymore she's yes. not those, the one in the back that you hide and mm, don't come no don't come out now she's like come on baby girl come let's let's go do this and it, it it's about flow and when you said I think you said something but it reminded me of the heart mind alignment and heart mind coordination and that was another catalyst in my journey in quantum physics when I and again there's a print song and it's interesting, it's called Around the World in a Day. And he says, open your heart, open your mind. And I, I, what I love about Prince, I'm even wearing my, I have to show you this, it's a Prince Yoda shirt. Um, and he calls himself the Purple Yoda. And I, Prince did everything deliberately. And when I think about why did he put the heart before the mind. Why in those lyrics, this Prince could have made any lyric work. We know Prince is a master lyricist. Why do you say open your heart, open your mind? Why did he put it in that order? And when I learned that the heart indeed is the main mind, is the master mind. And when that heart is aligned with your conscious, with your mind, that's when the magic happens. That's when you're in a state of flow. That's when you know what to say, what to do. What to, that's when you know how to think, how to manifest, how to get things to go your way. And I, I that that whole heart mind alignment, which is also a, well, the quantum physics. Because I'll have people that are there's no quantum physics. Um, yeah, it, it it is. It might not be what. A person might think is quantum physics, but it is scientific. Like we talk about, we could, we could go down. We talk about the double slit experiment. Like you said, we could really talk about how science is really catching up and understanding how the mind really controls things. But it's almost like that that subconscious. When you get that subconscious in alignment with your conscious, that's when you're really in. That's when your heart and your mind. It's, it's like that engine, and everything just starts clicking, and everything just starts working. It's like a nicely oiled engine that's just purring sweetly. Love it, love it. Yeah, you said we're so aligned, and you know, science is starting to catch up. When they call that heart and mind, you know, in the Bible it says, "When two or more gather in mm. my name, magic happens." Well, when heart and mind is two or more, so more people gathering their heart and mind, you create a third frequency. And we cannot create that frequency until our heart and mind are in alignment, not the physical heart, not the physical brain, but the unseen heart, the love that flows through me and animates this meat suit also flows through you and animates your meat suit. <laughs> and yeah. when we're aligned and the heart, see, I feel it. There's this yeah. opening, there's this chill going up my spine as I can feel it rise above my head and fill this room. So when you're in this state, science is calling this coherence. Yes. Finally, they're catching up. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. 
I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to be able to share it and I'm having more conversations with people. And now that the science is uh, being, is getting more aligned with our woo-woo thoughts, it's more convincing to other people. People are starting to be like, okay, you know what, that kind of makes sense. Okay, well, yeah, I do remember that time when I thought about this and when I, I let something go, I just released it. And you know what, then it just kind of came to me. I'm like, you see, the proof is in the pudding. And they start to, because I, when we operate for so many years, right, we operated unconsciously. And there would be those times when we have that stroke of luck. And you, so when I would go back and be like, okay, well, what was I thinking? What was I doing at the time? What, what was going on where things were just, where things were working? And, and if I go back in retrospect, that's what it was. I was happy. I was like, yeah, this is for me. My mind was like, yeah, this, you could do this. My heart was like, you passionately want this. When I think about that, I'm like, yeah, that's why it happened. It, it worked. But those times when my mind is like, mm -mm, no, and the heart's like, oh, but please, please, please. And I'm in misalignment, that would be a, a, a struggle. So now yes. that we can consciously do that, consciously drop the mind into that heart space, you drop, that's why I, when I used to hear people drop into your heart space, like, what are these people? talking about now i get it it's like you have to get that mind because the mind will like, mess you up because your mind mind is almost like your shadow it's very logical like, oh no this doesn't make sense but we all know that is it really logical that a rocket ship could go to the moon do does a caveman really think that they could take these rocks in this fire and create these rocket ships that could go to the moon is that logical no it's not logical but it was done because it started out with a thought it started out with an, an idea. It started out with the imagination and it, it manifests itself into this 3D realm. I love that you said the mind will mess you up. <laughs> will jack you up. Oh my gosh. So, you know, in recognizing that we are not our mind, that we can look at the mind's activity and go, oh, there goes those thoughts again. Where did that thought come from? Did I just hear somebody say that? And then I say something and somebody just says, I was just thinking that. So recognizing that the mind will mess you up <laughs> and that you are not your mind. And once we make that shift, quantum physics, if you will, it's, it's a lot in two words, becomes seen, becomes known. Tell me about how you get your mind and heart, your heart and mind in that space of coherence. Wow, yeah. I think we all have passions, right? We all have things that really make us jump or things that we, I was looking forward to this interview today, right? I, I have a passion to talk. I have a passion to share things that work or things that joy. But then my mind is like, oh God, you have so much work to do and you're so busy. You have an orthopedic appointment today and you, in my mind is trying to mess me up. And I, it, the old me might have let my mind mess me up to the point where like, you know what, I can't do this today or whatever. But my heart now is like, oh no, you have something to share with people. You have something to give. And, and it, it almost 
it's almost like that shadow work. It's almost calms down the mind. Like it's going to be all right. Like the heart is just like tells, talks to the mind. Like I got you, trust me that it's going to be all right. And it's almost convinces. It's like, it's like that love. What, what does the scripture say? Like love surpasses all things. So when you're in your heart space, right. And your mind is trying to mess you up. It's like that love just kind of like the Beatles said, all you need is love. All it's like that love just kind of washes it away. And the mind is like, all right, you know, and the heart could be like, have I failed you yet? And the mind is just like, okay. Oh yeah. You, you know what you haven't, it's, it's been okay. And the mind can kind of take a backseat. Backseat. Love that. <laughs> because when, before, you know, waking up from the dream, you know, of our limitations, the mind was the parent and, you know, growing up, going to school, we're taught that how important our mind is and how important knowledge mm -hmm. is. So the mind becomes the parent. Yeah. When you go through this shift, the mind becomes the child. Exactly. And the heart becomes the parent yes. and the heart becomes the ruler. I love how you reference scripture. I, I was a Sunday school teacher. I absolutely love scriptures because it talks about God is love. And when you really think about it, like God is the ultimate ruler, is the superior ruler. And it just makes sense. Love, love is from here. And if you let, like Lenny Kravitz said, let love rule. It, it's so interesting when you, like I started even listening to music, music just sound, the lyrics sound different to me. They make just different sense to me. When you let love rule, as opposed to letting the mind rule, it's just an easier ride. I agree. And as a reverend of over 30 years, I think I've come to the conclusion that the word love has been so adulterated, it really can't be used as a noun anymore. Because what we're talking about is kind of a noun, but I've been using instead of love that coherence. Yes. Because coherence yes. is that love. When you allow the mind to come into the heart and be quiet, take a back seat, be the child, you create this amazing space that you could call love but you can also call it coherence and alignment. So whatever linguistic word allows you to get into that space, that's the word. But I love that you use the word love because <laughs> I know it was love that drew us together. I yes, mean, how absolutely. else could we have met except through right, love? Right. Exactly. And I just love this. So I do want to ask you, you know, you talked a little bit, just a little, you mentioned 5D. So from a quantum physics, I guess, perspective, tell us what you mean by 5D. I believe that there are different dimensions. We talk about 3D and 3D would be this meets to this computer that I'm on my phone. And then there's 4D, which I'm not, I kind of kind of just skip right to 5D and then there's 5D which for me is where all the magic happens. And then I, I understand there's other dimensions beyond uh, 5D. Uh, 5D for me is where, is, is the ethers, uh, it, it is where the thoughts really become reality. It's like the transmission when you transmit that thought and that frequency and, it, it, and things happen in 5D and then you kind of experience them here in the 3D. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, it does definitely help to understand that. So how I like to explain 4D is imagine 3D is like a fishbowl and we're the fish swimming around in the water. 
that's 3D. 4D is you're looking at the fishbowl and the fish swimming around in the water. So we can do this by, if you, I were to ask you to close your eyes and imagine the room that you're in looking into the room from outside the room. You can see every detail. So that would be 4D. And Ooh, that I got chills. makes so much sense because in quantum physics, once I learned to be the observer. And you can only do that in 4D. <laughs> right. And now, and it's funny because I didn't even realize that the weird, but it makes sense because once I understood I was in my 3D and life was kicking my ass. But then when I took myself out of it and became the observer and started taking my, and just started looking at things from a perspective as an observer, I was able to access 5D. Yes, it's, it's kind of automatic. If you allow the vibration to open, you'll feel a nothingness, but an unlimitedness. So then you come back into your body and you're limited. And then you go yes. into the 5D beyond. I mean, they say there's 12 levels, but now somebody came out and said there's 20 something. But, you know, it just keeps going and going and going, you know, like, like the spiral, right? So yeah. I just love this conversation. So with that and getting yourself in a space of coherence and using 4D, how would you get yourself in a space of coherence using 4D? Using 4D. For me, if I find myself in a situation and I now because I'm so aware, it's really that awareness that's key. Once you really become aware, again, like that you are the author and you are really actually sub subconsciously designing everything that's happening around you. If I'm in a pickle, let's say I'm in a situation and you, the thing is, it's like a tornado. It's like Dorothy when she was in the tornado, she's in it and, and her and Toto, they're twirling around in the tornado and they're like, oh my God, you're in it. Once you was once you're out of the tornado and you're watching the tornado spin, then you're able to take action and everything. The tornado kind of has to subside. Um, so I believe if I'm answering your question correctly, I, if I'm in a situation and I, I I have to consciously not allow myself to get sucked into the tornado, I have to consciously say, okay. The tornado is about to kick up. I'm not going to allow myself to get caught up in it. I have to step out of it, become the observer, look at everything. And, I, and I'm seeing myself. Sometimes I'm seeing myself wanting to cry, wanting to crumble. I'm seeing maybe another person or a situation or whatever. And I'm watching it as I'm watching a movie. And we can get all into this with the reality trans or everything in the plate, plate thing or whatever. We could, we could talk for hours about this. But... But I look at it like how we're watching a movie. I, I like to look at it as I used to tell people sometimes when I coach, you know, not, you know how movies now have alternate endings? You can watch a movie and then you can see different endings. That's how life really is. When you're the observer, it's almost like I get to click the remote and click it and choose an alternate ending. And I could say, okay, well, I'm sure this ending will end very badly, or I'll just choose this ending and we live happily ever after. We skip, we ride off into the sunset. So removing myself and putting myself into 4D allows me to click to another channel, which is also 
like a frequency and allows me to jump, which is like quantum jumping into 5D and allows me to rearrange and have things sorted out and happen to my advantage. Love it. Love it. And I love the tornado because when you're in that 4D and you can see the tornado, you can also see so many other options. But if you're in the fear and in the tornado, you don't see any other options. And so this really grounds you in that state of fear. But if you're able to see it, now you can prepare. And that remote, I love that. So that remote is your imagination, right? How powerful our imagination is. And yet, it's one of the things that Einstein was very concerned about, right? Our children losing the ability to be creative and use their imagination. And here you are clicking the remote and totally seeing a different ending. And it's like, mm, I want that ending. That's mm -hmm. your imagination. Look how mm -hmm. powerful when imagination is also in coherence. This is the power we have. So and, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when you take it back to scripture, remember Christ said, if you have the mind of a child, only those with the mind of a child will enter the kingdom of heaven. And it, it's so profound, right? Because you do have to go back. And that's the thing is, as adults, we've experienced so much disappointment and so many things, and it's hard to get back into that state of creativity, that childlike mindset of wonder, where you can create and imagine like when you were little and you played with Lego box and you designed crazy castles or whatever. And it, it's true when you become, you take yourself back to the mind of a child. And it's true because children are very heart centered when you think about it. They're very, they don't they're very the illogical. Yep, they're they don't very illogical. The yep. and, and it's true though, they do kind of make, a, and children are quite magical. Yes, amen to that. And... This has been so fantastic. And I know you have a busy day. This has just been my highlight of the week. And I want Thank to ask you. you for anyone who is listening in and still in that space of being in the tornado, what would you tell them? Oof. What would I tell them? I would tell them, and, and everything is individual. You kind of have to know the person. What are they into? Do they even know who the Wizard of Oz is? Do they would they understand that example? Would they? I I, I find myself very aged. Sometimes I'm talking to millennials or younger people, and they kind of don't know. I met somebody who didn't know who Prince was. You meet some, you know, you realize how. Yeah, and suspicious. It's, <laughs> suspicious. I, I so it's it's a matter of getting to know the person, but I I think to that point, I would try to use a relevant example with that person that I think would help land it. If I know that there is, it's just like how Christ said, Christ was a master teacher. If you were a carpenter, he gave parables of carpentry. If you were a fisherman, he gave parables of fishing. What if you were a farmer, he gave parables. So I would, I would try to see what makes that person tick and try to create an example that I know would land for that person. So I would just be like, okay, can we, okay, you're in the tornado, you're spinning right now. And I do say that to people, I'm like, right now you're spinning. Okay, if we can stop spinning and take yourself out of it and look at it as an observer, really, and really, let's really think about it. 
it would there are other options let's really think about it you can really create other options and once they've calmed down and the tornadoes kind of slows down a little bit and they said like well you know what yeah you're right i can kind of do this or i can kind of do that now you got the wheels turning yeah okay well what else what else can you do what uh, what else do your options and you kind of wean them away out of the come out of the tornado you kind of wean them out of the tornado and then i i've, I've seen it and then they start like <gasps> And then they get that oh, moment and it's like, and it's almost like you see them shift like into 5D and then they'll call a few days later, like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what just happened. I totally believe what just happened. And totally remind believe it. people, I, oh yeah, I totally believe it. Like when I, when I reached out to you, you were like, oh yeah, yeah that's really happening. And it, it's beautiful to see people um, experiencing their power and then reminding them like, okay, do you realize that you did that? you did that it wasn't an external source you didn't have to go hike a mountain you didn't i i, I joke with people i'm like i just saved you four thousand dollars i went all the way to Machu to, to peru and drank ayahuasca ayahuasca threw my brains up out you don't have to do all that you do now can just do i just saved you four thousand dollars and then they laugh but yeah and once they start to realize that they really are the pilot and it's funny because I read a book called the Ayahuasca Test Pilot. And that's just what it is when you realize that you are the pilot. And it's true. You shift gears. It's shifting frequencies. So I, that's what I would just try to get them to calm down. But but using, because you have to use empathy. You have to, to understand this person is going through it right now. And, and not just be uh, blase. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's really, why are you worried about that? No, okay, I get it. And you've, you've held a lot of space for me in the past couple of years, even me getting into my apartment. And I, I so appreciate you for that. And, and because you've done that, now I have the opportunity and now I know how to pay it forward and hold space for a person and not get in the tornado with them, but help pull them out of the tornado and help them see what's really going on. And that's the reality creation because I, when I hear people, I'm a realist, I'm a realist. I'm like, are you really? Are you really? What is real? <laughs> what is real? This isn't real. It's all an illusion. And you know, there's such a crazy, but it's true. You step out of it and, and when they discover there is no reality that you get to actually create it then they're just like, whoa. And it, it's like, for, even for myself, sometimes it takes a while. You start crawling, then you want to walk, you wobble, you might stumble and fall back into your old 3D ways for a minute. And like I, one of my clients that I'm working with now, I, I'm like, think of it as a house that the wiring, the electrical wiring is all screwed up. You have 33 years of screwed up wiring. I said, but don't beat yourself up because you did call an electrician. Like how I called you that time. I called him, I called Denny. I need some rewiring and the electrician, I said, you have 30 something years of rewiring to do. It's going to take time. It's not going to be automatic. I'm not where I am today. This, this journey started way before 2016. So it, it takes time and to really give, you, give yourself grace. Some people, they want, you know, this automatic enlightenment or these Saul of Tarsus experiences where they have these, and it has, it can happen, but to, to give yourself grace to know that it really is a process and to allow the, pro I, it's, it's so cliche, but it's true, trust the process. Yeah, because we're trained for instant gratification. All right, where's my awakening? 
<laughs> I nothing happened. Oh, I, drank the ayahuasca and nothing happened. I came back and I, I had the same crappy job and I had the same whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, it's a process. You picked you up your me. mind and took it back. Yeah. Because ayahuasca will knock it right out. <laughs> no, it will. And, and I, I love that because ayahuasca is so confrontational. Um, it's just like, no, oh no, you're going to hash this out right now. We're not right writing now. anything off right now. We're just, you wanted to straighten this out, we're going to straighten this out right now. And it's, it's just really, oh, we go, we can talk about that too. So it's, it's a one. That'll be another, that'll be another podcast. Another one. Another one. <laughs> I loved what you said. Awareness is key. And the moment you start to be aware of unconscious patterns, programming, learned behaviors, the more we can not feed what's going on in the world. And I just want to thank you for sharing your story and opening our eyes to our role models. Even though our role models might not be here anymore, they're still communicating with us. For those who have the quantum physics itch to say there's got to be something more to what we're experiencing right now and it is a mystical experience so thank you miss landa and i appreciate you you. and thank you to our listeners i want to hear what you liked and i would like to hear what you would like more of and in the meantime keep being